I still remember when I was uh, in your shoes, sitting in the pews before I was a priest, and whenever I would hear this gospel read, I would hear the priest, you know, just read it in the same pace like he reads all the other gospels, which are usually more of like stories of healings and pretty straightforward, but this is a different kind of story. And so when the priest would read it, it's so uh, mentally complex, it's so theoretical that it's like hard to follow these deep, beautiful thoughts. And so I try to tell myself, you know, when, when I read this gospel, I want to read it very intentionally and very uh, carefully so that these mental tongue twisters can be more clear and, and uh, received well. Because uh, John writes so beautifully. Or John writes so poetically and he starts off his gospel with a bang. And we want to appreciate uh, the depth and the beauty that he starts it off with. And so, I don't know about you, uh, but in all childlike openness, I want that word. And I want to have that word sown in me. And I want to be a light for that word. I want to spread the grace and truth of that word. And I don't want to have anything hinder it. I don't want anything in the way of that word. I know you feel the same way. And the one thing that gets in the way, <laughs> said today three times in the letter to the Hebrews, is repeated. So when something is repeated in the scripture three times in the same letter, in the same reading today, uh, it's worthy of repeating right now so we can hear it for the emphasis. What was it saying? This word that God speaks, this word that he wants to communicate with his voice. It says, if today, or today when you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So the one thing that gets in the way of the word being sown in us, is that the scripture says, is the hardness of heart. And I, I would not like for you to take the liberty to assume that your heart is not hard or my heart's not hard. There's things that get in the way. And this letter says what those two things are. The first thing it says, Take care, brethren lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that leads you to fall away from God. So unbelief is the first one, the first thing that keeps us to have a hard heart. But the second thing the letter says, it says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So unbelief and sin are two things that keep us from allowing the word to penetrate our hearts. Okay, unbelief and sin. So let's tackle those for a moment and talk about them honestly. Unbelief isn't just talking about uh, having faith and you're going to call yourself a Catholic. Unbelief goes deeper. It, it speaks to if you can return to that childlike innocence of trusting in God. Is there something within you, within me, which there is in most people because that's called life, uh, an, a, a false belief that you're holding on to like you're unworthy or like you're not good enough or that you're ugly or you don't deserve to be amongst other, other people who are, who are good. Is there something interiorly within you that's not allowing you to be free before God? That's, that's not allowing you to fully receive, as the scripture says, to be born not of the flesh, or the opinions of others, or the pressure of others, but of God. What's in us that we need to call out uh, that's keeping us from being free? And the other thing, of course, 
that keeps us from being free is sin. St. Paul says, sin, falling into sin is falling into slavery. You're not free. And so we can't say to ourselves that we are uninhibited from allowing the Word of God to pour forth from our mouths if we're holding the hand of sin at the same time. There's no way that those things are compatible with each other. And so what this same letter says, it's the advice it says, for we share in Christ if only we hold our first confidence firm to the end. What's our first confidence? You and I, we're all baptized and, you know, we're still in the season of Epiphany where we just heard about the baptism of the Lord two weeks ago. When you are baptized, you are born into grace. And every single one of you, when you go to confession, you return to that initial grace of baptism where God says, you are my beloved son or daughter. That gives me confidence. That gives me all the confidence in the world. Imagine the Father is telling you, you are my beloved son, my beloved daughter. What else do you need? I don't need anything else. I'm full. I'm complete. What's keeping me from that? Right now, if you're in the state of grace, you have access to that initial baptismal grace that you receive. When you take the Eucharist, when you pray, when you conform your heart and open it to God, it builds upon that. That's the first confidence. And so, just a little example. It's not like a profound example. I remember when I was young, it's like a rite of passage for a lot of Chaldean boys. You know, you look up to like guys like in The Godfather, you know, mafia movies, try to have that tough face. Okay, I like to have that face. Tried to have it when I was in high school. But I thought about this, like, I don't think anybody in heaven has that face, that hard Saddam Hussein face, you know? I don't think people in heaven look like that. I think they look like innocent, open, uninhibited children that are just so vulnerable to receive the Father's love, to receive His voice. Pouring forth in that voice is the word that comes here. And so I just urge you to be honest within, look within yourself and be honest, and to say, how hard is my heart? What's keeping me from the Lord? The first reading you heard was about Moses and the people of God. And how every time the people sinned, there was a response. So let's go through, and Thomas parishioners know their scripture well. Adam and Eve fell. There was a, a change in their relationship with God for the worse. The time of Noah, people fell. Another covenant came to change the rules. Adam, or excuse me, Abraham, they had to have another covenant with circumcision. Uh, Moses, just now you just heard, another covenant, they called it Mosaic Law. He brought down the the Ten Commandments. Another covenant with Moses, because those people weren't satiated, didn't have enough. And then we have the second law, which is what we call Deuteronomy, literally translated to the second law. We have a million rules. Brothers and sisters, the harder the heart gets, the more rules and the less freedom with God. That's the, that's the degression of the people of Israel. And the, the, what the Lord's offering us today is the eternal, new, and everlasting covenant, full and free, full and open, uninhibited. So I just ask you to ask yourself, which, which covenant do I have with God? Where am I at with Him? What rules, what expectations do I have in place? And just allow yourself, it says, it says today, when you hear His voice. It's immediacy. Today, when you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. And what is that voice 
One of our servers chanted it before the gospel. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Return to softness of heart. Return to being able to have a seed sown in here. And we'll ask the Lord to let us uh, be courageous today uh, to drop, let go of, and refuse any of these lies or sins in our lives uh, so that we can have his word and look so full of grace and truth and beauty, radiant with light that no darkness can overcome. Amen.